Um, if you're able, let's stand up this morning and let's read. Svilana, can we put that, um, that Matthew 6 up? Let's read. The, I'll, I'll read. You can follow if you want. Be careful not to display your righteousness merely to be seen by people. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father in heaven. Thus, whenever you do charitable giving, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets so that people will praise them. I tell you the truth. They have their reward. But when you do giving, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your gift may be in secret and your Father who sees you in secret will reward you. Whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites because they love to pray while standing in the synagogues and on the street corners so that people can see them. Truly, I say to you, they also have their reward. But when you pray, go into your inner room, close the door, pray to your Father in secret, and your Father who sees you in secret, he will reward you. When you pray, do not babble repetitiously like the Gentiles do, because they think that by their many words they will be heard. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. So pray this way. Let's pray this together. Our Father in heaven, may your name be honored. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we ourselves have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you're, oh, <laughs> for if you forgive others their sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. You can have a seat. Um, I want to pray. A couple, am I gravelly? <laughs> a little bit. I want to take a drink. Earlier, this, is, this one's for free. Um, that's what I'm supposed to say, right? So earlier, we were singing the song, Fill the Room. And I have to tell you, I didn't really want to uh, pray that prayer because I don't know if you like public speaking or not. I'm not a huge fan of it. But I was thinking maybe it was just like me and my wife. This conversation would go a little bit smoother. But I'm really thankful to be together. And as we were worshiping, um, what, what an honor to stand in God's presence. And I get to do this as a musician often from up front. But to stand in the middle of your praise this morning um, was was pretty overwhelming. And so it's so good to just hear each other's voices and to worship. Um, I want to read a prayer. A couple weeks ago, this um, the Lord put this in Julianne's path as we were having um, a pretty heavy morning and trying to sort through something. And it was kind of unreconciled. And right at that moment, the Holy Spirit dropped this in our path. And so it says, Oh God, our Father, save us this day from all the sins into which we so easily and so continually fall. Save us from demanding standards from others, which we never even try to satisfy in ourselves. Save us from being very easy on ourselves and very hard on others. Save us from making excuses for things in ourselves, which in others we would condemn. Save us from being wide open-eyed to the faults of others and blind to our own. Save us from taking for granted all that our loved ones do for us and never realizing how much they do and how much we demand. So I think there's one more. Yeah, thank you. 
Help us all through this day to try to do to others what we would wish them to do to us. And so help us to fulfill the law of Jesus Christ. This we ask for your love's sake. Amen. Amen. So I am really thankful for your attention this morning. And my hope is to remind us of the power and the work of forgiveness. So we're just going to talk a second for forgiveness. And so the, um, as that reading from Matthew ends, he says, For if you forgive others their sins, your heavenly Father will forgive you also. But if you do not forgive others, your Father will not forgive you your sins. And so I've been blessed to be a father for the last 11 years. Isley, want to raise your hand? Isley is 11. That's how long I've been a father. And uh, this morning, as I share, I just want to share or say that I'll be sharing just kind of from that vantage point. So as a father of a Christian family and my role in leading them, and so I don't come to you with um, a whole lot of experience of doing this. I just want to share a little bit of what the Lord has given us. And so something that I have a growing conviction of recently is um, three things that fathers, Christian fathers, should actively be doing. And um, one of those is reading the Bible in their home, in our homes. It's singing songs of praise and also praying in our homes. And so one of the things that we do as a family is when we just read the Bible, often we'll just read um, a chapter, and our Francis loves that part because it's so long. She likes to sit very still and quiet and take it in. It's beautiful. Um, But we're slowly learning how to sit there. Um, but one of the things we do at the end is we will read a, just a chapter, and um, it is what it is. And then I ask a question. I just say, what stands out to you? And usually Frances gets to go first, so she has, like, free range. She can pick anything she wants to say. You're just like, what name, you know, what, what stands out to you? And then it goes down. But this morning, I, I say those three things, to read the Bible, to sing praise, and to pray, to lead prayer as a father. Um, I see what I'm sharing this morning and what I'm doing this morning as part of that reading the Bible piece. I, I, I do think that as a father, I should be able to share a simple truth from the scripture. And so this morning, um, it's that of forgiveness we're going for. So um, <laughs> if this talk had a title, or like a, it might be forgive or go to hell. Uh, <laughs> And that can be like an eschatological or like an age to come work or more of a here and now kind of practical reality work. And both of those pieces are clearly very important, the here and now and the future. Um, But this morning we'll just be more, I'll just be sharing practical kind of here and now. So um, now, now I'll read something. So as we forgive others, I want to say, this happens in our home, and I'll share a story in a second, but so as we forgive others their sins, we are moving toward the light that is Jesus Christ. And when we choose, or when I choose to withhold forgiveness from others, then we are moving toward darkness and the demons that wait. And so practically, um, what that looks like in our home, um, about a month ago, our Isley turned 11, and Francis... Um, we also have two other children. We have Nicholas and Annie. Um, but these two are on, uh, on. I asked them if it was okay. Is that okay, babe, if I still share this story? Francis, is that okay if I share the story? Ah! Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> about a month ago, um, Isley had a birthday. And Francis picked out a, what was it? You remember? What'd you get her? Yeah, a balloon. 
and it was a nice balloon. Um, it had this nice sunset vibe on it. And we were cleaning up after the party, and um, I was kind of in the entryway, and Francis is outside and kind of doing our thing. And then I hear Francis freak out. Like, ah! <laughs> and so I'm like, I run outside. I'm like, what's going on? And she's standing there, and the balloon is floating into space. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and so Francis is freaking out, and it's like she's... It's really sad because she just got her sister this balloon. She picked it out special. And this moment, Isley walks down, and Isley sees the balloon floating into space. And Isley's like, what is going on? Like, you just got me this balloon. And so Isley's frustrated with her sister because she sent her balloon out. And so I'm watching this exchange. And in our house, um, we have a, I guess, kind of a, a work that we picked up from some friends. And so at that point, I told Francis, well, Francis, you have to make amends. And so for in our house, there's kind of three steps. Apparently, I'm all about three steps. Um, the first is to say I was wrong. Um, and then you kind of say for what? So I was wrong for sending your balloon into space. Um, please forgive me is step two. And then step three is how can I make amends? And so Francis is four. And this is kind of a, a lot to ask a four-year-old to say, I was wrong, please forgive me, how can I make amends? But I watched her as she did it. And so I, I told Frances, like, in her sadness, I said, well, sweetheart, you need to make amends with Isley because you sent, you know, you, you lost her a gift. And so she said, and for us and for our girls and our son, he's kind of learning, um, they have to hold each other's hands and look each other in the eyes, and then they, they say this. And so she says, Isley, I, I was wrong to lose your balloon. Please forgive me. How can I make amends? And it worked. Um, it's good news. I'll be back one sec. I promise. So what Isley chooses to do is to say, I forgive you. She didn't have to. And, um, and then Francis asks, well, how can I make amends? And Isley can, at that point, it can get kind of risky. Um, she could say, well, you got to do my laundry for a week, and I would support that as her father. Um, but she didn't. She was really gracious, and she said, you can make amends by giving me a big hug. That's good. And... Um, so they give each other a hug, and Isley's quite a bit taller than Francis, and so her, her arm is around Francis, and now they're both together collectively watching the balloon float into space, <laughs> reconciled. And um, I got to watch this as their dad. And th these are steps, again, that we didn't make them up. It's not like um, a skill that we just created, but they work because um, they worked that day, I should say, because Francis had it in her body, because she had done it before. And for, for Julianne and I, as we have children and we're, we're raising children, we're always asking the questions, like, what are these children for? Like, what are we supposed to do with these people? And we believe as a family that, and this is something that we're, we're, we talk about, but that, that we were made as humans to enjoy God, to love him, and to, anybody have, what is the other one, Isley? 
um, and to obey his laws and commandments. And so for us in our home, um, something also that we, just what matters to us and something that we say is um, we want to fear God and to sing his praise. And so if, if we could do that closer and closer, then it feels like a good day for us. Um, so again, we're talking about forgiveness and its practical role, how these steps um, are a part of that in our home. And so when Francis did that, it kind of struck me, one, that reconciliation was happening and how it was bringing um, healing and, in a way, the kingdom of God into our home. And I thought I would like more of that. A while ago, I was listening to um, Father Stephen DeYoung, and he was sharing on fatherhood. And he said that fatherhood or parenting may look more like, excuse me, it may look more like bringing that child who is being disciplined back into communion with the family and with God, and less like your ego needing to crush theirs and put theirs back under authority. And I think often when we were learning early on, when Isaac was little, there was a whole lot of this, this ego work of pressing authority, and there's a place for authority and a place for respect. There's also... I think a, a grand work that we're hoping for as a family, which is to bring our children closer to God and communion with him and closer with their family. And so how do we do that? For us, one of the key skills in that has just been forgiveness and making amends. And so I, I go back to Frances because when she was in crisis, I really have a note on this, don't I, Isley? We were just working on this. Um, when she was in crisis and when she was sad, there wasn't really the time to teach her this, this training to say, I was wrong, please forgive me, how, how can I make amends? And it wouldn't have meant anything to her at the moment. Um, at least I don't think so. And yet she was able to bring the reconciliation into our home as a four-year-old in that moment, and Isaac was a part of that as well. And so the hope is that as they're slowly getting this in their body, slowly practicing it, is that when it hits, when they're sad, when they're angry, that they have a real skill to be able to, to bring reconciliation. I think forgiveness is a bit of a superpower. And um, so it's exciting to see it come together. There was, um, in the Brothers Karamasov, there's a moment at the end of the story where there's a trial. And this trial is um, it's kind of a strange one. But the defense attorney comes before the jury. And he says, is it up to me, a small, insignificant man, to remind you that the Russian court does not exist for the punishment alone, but also for the salvation of the criminal? There's a balance that Julianne and I are struck with every single day as we're training our children to hopefully be more like Christ, which is the balance of punishment, the role of training, and this greater work, which is the salvation of the child and, and ultimately the coming of the kingdom of God. And we just want to be a part of that as a family. And so I wanted to, to read Romans 12. This is kind of it. We're coming towards the end for the landing. Romans 12 says, Let us have no imitation Christian love. Let us have a genuine break with evil and a real devotion to good. 
Let us have a real warm affection for one another as between brothers and a willingness to let the other man have the credit. Let us not allow slackness to spoil our work. And let us keep the fires of the Spirit burning as we do our work for God. Base your happiness on your hope in Christ. When trials come, endure them patiently. Steadfastly maintain the habit of prayer. Give freely to fellow Christians in want, never grudging a meal or a bed to those who need them. Don't curse. Bless. Share the happiness of those who are happy and the sorrow of those who are sad. Live in harmony with each other. Don't become snobbish, but take interest, real interest, in ordinary people. Don't become set in your own opinions. Don't pay back a bad turn by a bad turn to anyone. And don't say, it doesn't matter what people think. But see that your public behavior is above criticism. As far as your responsibility goes, live at peace with everyone. Never take vengeance into your own hands. My dear friends, stand back and let God punish if he will, for it is written. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Rather, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If your enemy is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing this, you will be heaping burning coals on his head. So friends, do not allow yourself to be overpowered by evil. Take the offensive. Overpower evil with good. Amen. <laughs> friends, this is, <laughs> this is the kind of work that prepares our souls for the kingdom of God. So let's get some reps in this week. <laughs> to say, I was wrong. Let's be a people who ask for forgiveness and do good. <laughs> so I began with that prayer. And it asked the Lord to save us. And he is faithful to hear our prayers, amen? <laughs> but forgiveness in this work is for today. It's actually for maybe right now. So go. <laughs> Forgive see the salvation of God on earth. <laughs>